0: broadcast at 640
1: west of the rockies you're on the air hello y2k how can we prepare Stop a few of their machines and radios throw them into darkness for a
0: few hours we are fighting for our lives my family must survive for five years a thousand gallons of gas air filtration water filtration
1: Coming at you from the frozen tundra that is east-central Alberta, Canada. Streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Rumble, and Odyssey. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I am Toolman Tim. Today is May the 12th, 2023, and this is episode 306 of Workshop Radio. So how the hell is everybody out there? It's been a busy day. We're running around tonight till about 3 seconds before we went live one of them nights so it's always good got a lot of shit done today guys and it is exciting we got a special one coming up here in a minute tonight's going to be a reverse interview where Aaron from two Tick, two chicks homestead wow try that again tim Aaron from two chicks homestead not two ticks homestead <laughs> although i've heard stories so anyway <laughs> I said two ticks yeah oh that's even better oh boy anyway so she's coming on in a minute she's going to interview Myself and Mrs. Toolman, who's floating right next to me here. But before that, we'll get our announcements out of the way. Number one, Thrivalist Fair, guys. If you want to meet up in person, we're going to be doing a workshop meetup there around the fire Sunday evening, May 28th. But the event is May 28th, 29th, Addy, Washington. It's a day's drive from here. So if we can make it in a day, anybody can make it in a day. Well, not really, but 50 bucks for the whole weekend for an entire family. Uh, Camping is provided there on site. I'm excited. If you want tickets, Thrivalists, T-H-R-I-V-A-L-I-S-T-S dot org. Secondly, silver. So we have launched the 2023 workshop silver ounce and and half an ounce. They're half spoken for. So 10 of the 20 that I'm selling as a, a one and a half are spoken for. They're going to be $100 this time because silver's been up when we bought it. Kind of sucks, but it is what it is. This is gonna be the only workshop silver coins for 2023. We may end up having another special run of maybe some of that apocalypse currency I've been talking about. We'll see from there, but this is gonna be the only one. So if you wanna get on the list, you better let me know soon. They're half gone. And finally, today's tool. This is something I don't think I've talked to you guys about before, but I friggin love them. They're called the GRK screws. And if anybody out there hasn't tried them, they're awesome. Turns out they're also a Canadian invention but they're structural screws. They're kind of like um, that hot sauce, you know, you put that shit on everything. These screws are just like that. About a year ago, the guy at the hardware store talked me into them. He's like, if you buy them, you're never gonna regret it. And he's right, I use them for everything. So I've been using these four inch and I said they're structural, so they're not like regular deck screws that you can't use to you know, hold things up, only hold things down. Well, 5 16 thick, they take a Torx drive bit And those things will hold, I'm sure they'd hold a Volkswagen to the side of a house. So anyway, check them out. I got the link here tonight, 100-pack from Amazon. So with that, let's throw everybody up on screen here.
2: Give me one second, see if I got the right... There we are. Hey, Mrs. Cook, how are you? Hey, just texting the girls because Barrett's here and I want him to make sure he brings the bananas and the oatmeal home, but I don't (laughs) think he's getting... Ah, it's all right. Is that Amy there too? Don't worry about it. I
1: just don't want them to forget their stuff. So So who do we got below (laughs) us here? We got Aaron. How are you, Aaron?
0: Good. How are you?
1: Not bad. So this show tonight has been a long time in the making, hasn't it? Yes. (laughs) So, how did this start? Was was this your
0: idea originally? I I think it was. Okay. <laughs> I think I opened my big mouth and
1: and then the I wouldn't let you live planted. it down, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, because I'm good like that. I'm a bit of a dick, aren't I, hun?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so we did this one time before, and it was very successful. Not not with you though. It was right. Lamp Lamp Post Collective on, on Instagram. They, uh, it was just her, though. We didn't have him and her, but uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And basically, the idea behind this is somebody who might be a little nervous to go out and do their own interviews to start with. Because, Aaron, you have a podcast, right? Yes. Yes. You and the bearded chick,
0: right? Right. Yes. The one with no tits. Yeah.
1: Yes. No tits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or ticks or anything. <laughs> I said ticks. No,
1: no, no you didn't. I did <laughs> it, it, this is what happens when you work like all tics. day out in the sun and then you can, no, I'm just kidding. So yeah. So, and it's called Two Chicks Homestead. Right. And you'd like to get into doing interviewing occasionally. Right.
0: I mean, I think it just, yeah. I mean, I want This needs to be applied to my whole life because I am not a talker. I, <laughs> I don't like if I'm talking, I can't. My biggest problem is processing quickly what the person is saying, so I can have a nice witty comeback that everybody seems to like. So that's my that's my biggest obstacle.
1: It it's fine because I'm never funny and people still <laughs> laugh at me. So I think it's just because they feel sorry for me. So if you, if you play that up, you, you'll do fine. So, but it is it's true. It's fun to get to to do
2: that was a laundry basket <laughs>
1: yep. in case you guys are wondering it's been an absolute disaster here today so, yeah true living erin erin was so polite and patient she's just waiting there i forgot to mute the microphone we're running around doing laundry in the basement it's just a real life kind of night so yeah and amazing.
2: just to fill everybody in it was like eight loads of laundry that just went up the stairs
0: <laughs> so, oh, no. that's what i'm doing tonight because <laughs>
2: so, again something
1: to look for and maybe do your kids do laundry yet erin
0: no, not yet.
1: No, okay. So what, what ours did today was...
0: Oh, they're helpful. They're
1: helpful, but... Yeah,
0: it, yeah mine mine help.
1: Yeah, ours, when they want to, can really kick ass. But I come down tonight and there was like, I don't know, two and a half laundry baskets sitting on the floor with about 12 loads of clean laundry on top of it. So yeah, <laughs> Cabot says you walk, they're walking into a disaster. So, no, not at all. So, <laughs> well, you know what? Oh, no, I can't move it around. Okay, anyway. So why don't we get started? Because, so Aaron, what do you want to get out of doing this?
0: I just, I just want practice. I mean, when we were doing Fireside, yes. um, that was like a weekly opportunity. And I, I kind of miss that because we don't do, I don't do a lot of live streams because the kids always want me and it's much easier for Nate to, you know. Do them without having without having kids screaming in the background that they want (laughs) want him. Um, So yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's it's less pressure because everyone knows I'm doing this because I'm nervous, and it's not like hey, I need to act like this is all professional and I'm not going to look like an idiot. So,
1: Uh, Amy (laughs) says she adores your hair, and I think it's (laughs) friggin' incredible as well. So, I, I mean, you. It would have been nice if you'd asked me, you know, before copying my haircut, but I know that, it looks, and I love it. It is. I'm so just, I'm just
0: working. I'm working on yeah, the beard next.
1: Is. You want to fill in or fit in with me? Yeah, you don't want
2: so. this. No, you don't want,
1: she doesn't even want that, you
0: know,
1: so. <laughs> but no, this, this will be fun. So let's, let's turn it over to you, Aaron. So
0: go ahead. All right. Well, I have some questions. I, I um, all right. Hold so, t- yeah. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so tim do you <laughs> do you have a routine that you did in the beginning or even do now to kind of get in the zone of doing a show that doesn't include laundry
1: <sighs> yeah i mean i yeah for the most part it, it it's gotten easier i you totally didn't see a normal routine tonight <laughs> yeah so okay we'll start with so thursday episodes i kind of treat them a little bit different they Typically, other than like the other night, they, they have a lot of prep work. So like if it's um, a disaster episode where I'm talking about, you know, like a, a natural disaster or the um, history of prepping, you know, those are like uh, maybe six to eight hours worth of prep work. But kind of the normal, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, I would say about a two hour prep time. So I would come down about five o'clock. Right, baby. I usually by five o'clock, I come down and put my notes together, you know, put, put all the di- so Rumble, if you guys don't know about Rumble, you can only set up your live stream 24 hours ahead of time, so it has to be done before, you know, right before the show, whereas all the other ones, like Erin uh, was always at me, she said, you should put your, uh, what is it, events, or you like the events on Facebook, yeah. so I do all those, I try to do, you know, a couple of weeks in advance, so I get those done, but yeah, I come down, I'd say maybe an hour, I put together my show notes, and then after that, it's, all right, share the links on social media, uh, you know, link it or pin it in the Telegram group. If I have a little bit of time, I'll post a few things to Instagram, and then usually by about 6.30, I'll go up and walk around the house for a couple of minutes, <laughs> just to get out of my seat before, you know, I got to get into it, you know, and when I first started, the first few weeks, I would, like, talk to myself beforehand, like, okay, this is going to be a kick ass show. You're going to do great. It's going to be awesome. You know, just kind of like a pep talk, right? Mm-hmm. Eventually you just kind of get comfortable and that kind of went by the wayside. But I bet you for the first six months that I did live streams, I would, about two minutes before I'd go live, I'd just like close my eyes and talk to myself and be like, okay, it's going to be a great show. You know, just to kind of, you know, get over the, the, the
2: nervousness and the jitters and stuff like that except okay. for when I come down here with him and then he's hauling up 12 loads of laundry. <laughs> that is very true.
0: <laughs> hey, at least I wasn't... this before you get on the computer. <laughs> so fucking
2: true. Does that um, answer?
0: Yeah, yes, yeah. it does. Um, do you know Crystal Morley? Did you meet her at LFTN? Okay. Yeah. I, I have her on Facebook, yeah. She's okay, from yeah. Michigan, right? Yeah. Yes. Not too yes. far from where Actually, Becky was
1: Actually, she's right born. on
2: Port Huron. Oh,
1: for okay. here. Yeah, so she's, she's right the American them. side of where Becky was born.
0: Okay, all right. She posted the other day about the cold showers. Did you see that? How she's no. now taking like five minute, like pure oh, cold yes. showers. Oh, no, I did see like,
2: it. And
1: the, Nicole's doing it too, right? Oh, maybe she is. Nicole doing cold I don't showers? know. I, 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 I don't know.
0: That. Maybe. Um, but she kind of made it like, you know, to get out of your head and you were focused on like just dealing with the cold. So I thought that was kind of neat that I tried that tonight and I think it kind of helped. I don't know. Did it? Just to kind of get away from the nervousness and get out of your head. Cause that's one of my biggest problems is I get so stuck and I, it just like keeps unraveling up until right before. And then
1: no, I, I get it. I do. I, and that's why, was it Saturday night? That's why I'm like, okay, it's going to be Friday night, Aaron. So you wouldn't have to wait yeah. to think about it for like <laughs> three or four weeks. You know, I'm like, okay, right. let's get it six days out. I said, I know she's still going to stress a little, but hopefully <laughs> I can make it a little better for her, you know?
0: Well, I know yesterday it started really getting bad yesterday and I told well, myself, nope, I'm going to not let it come in until today. Yes. So then I was like, well, this morning, I'm like, okay, no, now it's not going to come in until this afternoon. And then I can be nervous for a little while because I have to let it go through the whole the whole thing. When I'm
1: public speaking, I, I, I like to have, you know, 10 or 15 minutes before I go up on stage if I can help it to just kind of walk around and I don't most times get super nervous anymore except the library i was nervous for my local yeah, event, know you know but fair. well just because it was people you yeah. know people from here that you know right and, but yeah i liked to. Uh, uh dave jack's best friend at, at srf he's like oh i see he says i see you do the pep walk before you talk do you and i was like i never thought about that but yes i do <laughs> he's very observant i love that dude and he has the cutest dog in the world other than my dog so. um i used
0: to do weddings Back when I had my first baby, I went through um, training to become a life cycle celebrant to write wedding ceremonies and and perform them and do an you know as an officiant, and I loved it because when I stood up, I had the ceremony in front of me and I had all of my things written down and all the cues, and I could just read it and it wasn't I wasn't thinking I just had to read it and do it and it was fine, but it was always getting to know the couple and then getting there and having to chit chat. That's always my biggest thing is just all the small talk and trying to not just talk about the weather all the time. <laughs> but
1: you're good at it. I mean, we remember all the small talk we did at uh, LFTN, you wouldn't <laughs> shut the hell up. So you did good.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> see. I don't know. I don't know if I remember it that way. <laughs>
2: making that for I know. You be, you be so I'm promise. seeing rings now. Can you turn it down? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Hang on. Thank you. There you go. All right.
1: Yeah. I didn't want her to sit in the dark. I didn't want you to be alone. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no. So that that's kind of the where we where I prep anyway, for sure.
0: Um, are there any certain questions that you always ask when you do an interview?
1: Yeah. Well, the the first one is I, it's a good icebreaker, and I found it pretty early on, but the um, what, what did you do for your first job in high school? That seems to be something that gets people to, gets their eyes to light up, you know? So, they, and because it's a memory, right? You got nostalgia, and it kind of breaks the ice early on. It relieves the tension. It puts people at ease, and it's fun. Who doesn't want to hear about, you know, like um, uh, Bill Fortune, the, the guy that wrote One Second After, his first job was working at racing stables, horse stables in New Jersey when he was like 13 years old. So you can imagine the mafia stuff he probably saw, you know, in New Jersey in the 60s because he was born in 1950, I believe. So that that's one. Um, one I've been, uh, I come back to quite often now is, especially when I'm talking to entrepreneurs, I love, I love to, when, once they've told me their story, I love to ask them something along the lines of, so what do you think, you know, yourself 10 years ago would think about where you are today, you know, or, you know, with one I remember um, really good was John Bush. When I interviewed him, I said, what do you think that the John Bush who was living on a school bus because he, you know, couldn't afford to live anywhere else would think about the John Bush today who has dreams of owning a a private plane? And uh, I, I like that question because it really brings people, it brings them back, but it, it really it, it opens them up you know they, they people love to talk about it and and for me no matter what question i ask i always keep asking questions until i find the thing and i always say it that makes their eyes light up the thing that they showed up to talk about and you know for some people it might be food preservation for some people it might be entrepreneurship and for some people it might be transformer toy collecting i don't know but whatever it is that they're drop dead passionate about if my questions get to that point i'm happy
0: that works. Um, Becky, what (laughs) what was your, your biggest hurdle in starting your business?
2: Um, my biggest
0: hurdle.
1: Yeah. We, we had getting started with, I mean, we, Well, we we almost gave up, but I mean, yeah,
2: well, personally, I think uh, one of the biggest hurdles that I would face, honestly, is probably being a woman. And I find that because when you when you go to like, that's why they like when you look in the government sites, they have so many entrepreneurships and grants and stuff for like women in business and everything is because women get turned off really easily. And and like you, Aaron, like I have. Like I have a hard time talking with people and I have a hard time. I don't know. I guess you could say I have a hard time. Like I don't really have, like I have a hard time making friends, right? Like, cause I'm, I'm, I'm very like I'm extroverted, but I'm introverted at the same time. Maybe that makes sense. Um, but being in a small town where we're not from, it's tough that, that made it a lot more difficult um, because like, you know, you're in a small town, you don't know if you're going to be accepted and you don't know if you're going to fit the mold of everybody in this town, which obviously we, we don't, but, um, you know, we do the best we can, but I think, but I found trying to talk to a lot of contractors and men and everything like that. It, it, it is, it's a lot more difficult, I think, for a woman. And there was several times I would like, like when, the, was it the the building inspector. Yeah, it was. Oh. He, I made Tim go down because he sounded like a complete asshole. And he was. Phone. So I'm like, can you go down and deal with him? Because I don't want to deal with him. Because, and then of course, then Tim fell down the stairs in front of him. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he tells me he's a safety inspector, and he goes right down here, and he goes right down the whole flight of stairs.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> he
1: was wearing big ass winter boots,
0: yes. and
2: uh, <laughs> I called the guy
1: out on his dickishness, and he relaxed a little, and then I fell down the fucking stairs. There you go. <laughs>
2: But then, but, like, even with the inspectors, like the fire inspector and everything, I made sure Tim was there, right? Yep. because like because I find if you're by yourself, they kind of and and you don't like to say it, but a lot of them, they treat women like they're stupid. Mm-hmm. And, and it's frustrating, right? because like, and, of course, and then you come off as being really bitchy and stuck up because you're trying to defend yourself and like, and you don't want them to treat you like you're stupid, but some of them just do. and. So a lot of the inspectors and everything, I made sure Tim was there with me yeah. just so they didn't talk down. And uh, same with a lot of the contractors. And like a lot of the younger contractors are good yeah. because they're all, you know, about our age and they have wives mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. I find it's like the, the 60 plus craft. They kind of like, they, they're a little bit more demeaning. Yeah. And stuff when it comes and I, and I don't understand. I mean, I think different generations, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. they think that a woman should be home and, you know, what right. I mean, that sort of stuff. And, but, um, no, I like that. I think that was probably the biggest hurdle. And, but now I'm at the point now where they'll call me and they talk to me directly. So it's just because they know I'm the one that si- signs the checks and he doesn't <laughs> right?
1: they don't, they don't <laughs> worry about me. anymore.
2: <laughs> no, they want to get paid. They got to talk to me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Right. So, yep. Yep. Yeah, but, um, but no, it's, it's, that was, that was probably the biggest one.
0: I'm just and you started, face. sorry,
1: go ahead. I just said, I'm just a pretty face now.
0: <laughs> you started it during COVID, right? Uh, actually,
2: we opened March 1st, 2020. Oh, it's no, um, oh, so like 2021, sorry. Okay, I was
0: going to say right before. Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah, Um. it was right in the height of oh, yeah. COVID. Yeah, just as they were talking about shutting
1: down daycares again and oh yeah. uh, and every friggin' week there was a new rule or
2: regulation that we had to follow it was it yeah was fun wasn't it baby yeah like but we we just figured we were home anyway so we're sitting at home and my sister had her little guy and they like they weren't supposed to be but they were at our house anyway so i was like well, we might as well just go hang around at the daycare and watch a couple kids right and make some yeah. money on it so and that's what we did but Then, then we got shut down because then COVID came through and it's like, but but we we figured from the start that if we could, if we could launch a daycare during a
1: pandemic and and keep it alive, we figured then it, it, we're probably setting ourselves up to do quite well down the road.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And we had a lot of support too, like, because uh, Amy's mother-in-law gave us really cheap rent. Right. And, and she was. And she gave us, um, and we helped, and the utilities were all in her name, so we just paid what we used, and so like, like we were basically a, a shoestring.
0: Budget, oh yeah, right. I mean, it like, was so everything we
2: yeah, everything was from IKEA and everything that we bought yard sales, yard sales, and down. Amy and I split everything fifty fifty. So like when we got uh, like, cause she was still on mat leave, so when she got her EI for mat leave. She would spend like three hundred dollars towards stuff, and I would spend three hundred dollars. You know, like it was just
1: at the end of the month when the all season maintenance money would come in, we it was would, gone. We <laughs> would buy a bunch of every, everything we got. Every penny we made went into that. And, yeah, yeah, but it was cool. I remember because we had to we'd budget. I forgot about that, but it was yeah. we're about five months doing the renos and stuff, and so every two weeks to every month it'd be okay, honey. Well, when uh, when mm-hmm. when we get this money, go up to Lloyd. We're gonna buy glue and flooring and trim. And that is what's in the budget. So do it, and we'll be done with it. Yep. And then we—you found a yard sale. There was a daycare shutting down in a uh, city nearby. Us. Oh, nice. We went up, and you stood in line for a long, time. Yeah, a long oh my time because it was crazy.
2: like a COVID yard sale. Oh, so they were—they were only allowing like ten people in <laughs> at a time, and I was so miserable. But, um, but
1: you got a bunch of stuff. I got a bunch cheap. of stuff,
2: and then I got, like, those great big huge $900 carpets for, like, $150. Like, they didn't go the first time, so I called them back when they posted again, and they said they were $150 each the first time around. And then I went back, when I called them, I said, listen, we take 150 for both, and I'll come get them right now? They're like, sure. So I went, like, yeah, they're, like, $1,800 worth of carpets for $150, <laughs> but... Yeah, like it, everything was shoestring, and we just we made it all work. But,
0: so the people that originally would bring kids in were they because they were working at home, or were things open still? Um,
2: a lot of a lot of them were still. Well, the one the one lady was working for home. She was an accountant. Yep. And uh, her her boy was really busy, so he couldn't. So she couldn't get basically any work done with him there and um then we had we had some hospital workers which okay yeah essential yeah and then of course and then we had um but we didn't have very many kids we only had like five yeah for a long time yeah so like they were just uh yeah so like um one was working at a licensing place so she was working and because there was still a need for it oh there was but a lot of people weren't
1: working so. and we kept telling ourselves okay when they open everything back up and people go back to work <laughs> it, it'll get better and then mm-hmm. it did
2: mm-hmm. and then we're
1: like okay well when the government finally cuts off the COVID money it'll get better and it didn't but then it did you know so yeah, yeah it would it just we just had to hang in because we were yeah, yeah we were close to we were close to put, throwing in the towel weren't yeah, we? yeah it
2: was yes <laughs> before christmas yep yeah yeah because we got to the point where we're just like it's just not just not working. Yeah, we were. Yeah. We said,
1: I think the, end, I can't remember. I've told the story a few times. I believe it was to the end of January, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. We said we were going to give it. And if we didn't, and then. Just
0: this, this last January? Uh, was or two, was it? I think it was two January.
1: Two January.
0: Oh, right.
1: yeah. yeah. So it was two Januarys ago. And we were like, okay, we'll go to, I think it was, Janu- it was either the first of the year or January 31st. I can't remember. And we're like, if it doesn't pick up, we'll reevaluate. That was our mm-hmm. term. That was our pizza, our pizza party. It was, it was the four of us: Becky and me, and her sister, and uh, my brother-in-law, her uh, her sister's husband. And that's what we did. We just, uh, um, yeah, we we said we're going to keep going, but we're going to reevaluate, and things got good.
2: So. Well, yeah, because the government introduced all. Yes, the new Yes, there was
1: some new subsidies come in, which, <laughs> mm-hmm. but that was it was really good because people were going back to work. They'd cut off all the COVID money, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, we're going to introduce some subsidy for." daycare spaces. So it was like this. So perfect people storm will board. go back to work. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like, yeah. So it was good. we were we were excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Cabot says it's just not working until it's working.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was exactly it. Yeah. And we were just up in Lloyd today and we just, uh, uh, I guess verbally, we haven't done it on paper yet. We just verbally signed a contract with a new building up there too.
0: I was going to ask if If you were opening up another one i thought i saw something about that
2: yeah we were just up there today and we and the the new landlords are gonna renovate it the way we want it and yeah we're which is cool because we haven't even had a chance to talk about that yet so i get to find out (laughs) while we're here so (laughs) yeah we're super stoked about that so
0: that's awesome i mean you never would have thought at the time probably that no 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 location
1: we honestly when we first started it we i mean we knew there was a need Mm -hmm. but it was mainly to give you and Amy something that you could do so you had a job that made money so that you didn't have to work for anybody else because we wanted that independence
2: right exactly well and Amy um, like with uh, her little guy she she went when she had her oldest boy who's uh, that's Noah he's going to be 10 in August and um, she went right back to work as soon as he turned a year old and she thought that She said that she kind of, she felt bad because she missed a lot of those milestones after he turned a year old. So there's quite a gap between Noah and Adam and Adam is going to be four in July. And she, when she got pregnant with him and she just like, she didn't want to go back to work. but She wanted to spend more time with him because it it was her last baby. And she just didn't, she just didn't want to miss out on all that. And she goes, but you know, you still have to pay your bills. right? And that's why we, that, and I told her, I said, well, why don't we do babysitting? And then her mother-in-law was like, well, use the basement of my church. Cause I'm not doing anything with it. So, and, and then it allows, but now we've had the daycare open for two and a half years and she's had that whole time with Adam and yes. you know, it's been, it's been good for her.
1: And now Amy's mother-in-law is eventually going to work at the daycare
2: with these guys. Yeah, so they bought, they bought the
1: building from her. <laughs> she, she gave us rent free until we opened the business. So we had, few months to renovate, then give us a killer deal on rent while we were getting our feet under us. And then eventually offered it to us for a decent deal, you know, Mm -hmm. a fair price on both Mm -hmm. sides. The women bought it and she kind of shut her business down. It was a photo studio upstairs or at least cut it way back. And now she's going to be working at the daycare with these guys. So it's pretty cool. Nice. All
0: right. Let's see. Um, We'll kind of bounce back and forth. Um, so Tim, what is the most stressful thing about content creation?
1: It's like, what was that movie? Um, it, uh, the one where they, it follows, have you ever seen the horror movie? It follows. Mm
0: -mm.
1: Okay. So it, it, I think it's a horror movie. It's an allegory for uh, an STD, but the idea behind it is yes, there's there's a reason for that. She's going to laugh at this. So, it the only way that so a demon follows you all the time. It's kind of like for, uh, Jason in the old Friday the Thirteenth movies. No matter how much you try to get away, it's always following you, right? So, it follows. Same thing. There's always this demon over in the corner, just slowly walking toward you, right? That's what content creation is like. It is. There's always a deadline over in the corner. No matter, you can ignore it if you want, but eventually it's going to jump up behind you and slit your throat if you don't pay attention. So <laughs> that that's what it is, people. You know, I always say the easiest thing or the simple thing is to just make content on a regular basis. But you know, I know four days a week there's a live stream, and I know every Wednesday a review video has to be out. And that, yeah, it's the the constant crunch that's always it's always over your shoulder. You can. You can do things like hop in a car and drive a long ways away for a couple hours and and, but it will catch up with you. You know, I can do things like make four videos in a month or in a week and have them all set, but eventually that deadline keeps coming. That's what it is. And if you can embrace it, great. Because that, that is. It it just it's like a rock that just kind of keeps wearing on you a little bit at a time.
0: Yeah. I know when we all, the only thing we have that's actually scheduled is the podcast. Like we know every weekend we had to do it because it's coming up. We post it on Wednesday night. Sure. And then life kind of happens and we went back to twice a month mm-hmm. just to kind of give us time in between, but it was still always, gosh, we got to think of something to talk about. Cause there's not a whole lot going on. And <laughs> <laughs> unless you want to hear about, what my six-year-old didn't eat for dinner that week, but that's not why people listen to us. But it's always, I always find it like, that's all I have scheduled. Mm -hmm. Everything else is just kind of put up whenever. But I'm always thinking like, I should be recording this. This would be awesome. I should have started from the beginning. And now I'm halfway through and the kids are going to want lunch soon. So just kind of.
1: <laughs> I'll agree with you there, too, because a lot of times, uh, I don't know, might have been Jack, I heard him say one time, but it takes two to three times as long to record mm. something as it does to do it. And I do a lot of shit in the run of a week that would make great TikToks. I just don't stop to record it. And, yeah. you know, I, I may, you know, at some point when the content becomes a full-time thing, I may incorporate more of that in the day-to-day, but... It, yeah, it's tough because sometimes you just want to. I think I've heard Amy say this before too. Sometimes you just want the project to be your project, you know, Mm -hmm. you you just want it to be your thing, and it doesn't have to necessarily be something that you're going to share, you know, and not because you're secretive about it. It's just sometimes it's enjoyable to just do shit, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Um, I totally lost what I was going to say. That's okay.
1: Amy says, Not that you don't want to share your whole life, but maybe someone wants to hear that you have kids that don't want to eat something too. People love you because you're real. And that is very true.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Amy's recent podcast about lifesteading versus homesteading has really helped both Nate and I kind of go, okay, yeah, our podcast is called Two Chicks Homestead Podcast, but that doesn't mean we only have to talk about gardening, butchering, or whatever. It can be... I mean, our homestead is where we live, so it can be really anything.
1: And I think content creation, beyond anything else, is a creative outlet, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if it ever becomes, I mean, I'm not saying it isn't a chore at times or it's not a job, because it is a job when you're doing it. But if it ever gets to the point where you don't enjoy it or it's constantly kind of wearing on you, change something up, you know, yeah. because... First and foremost, you're making it for yourself. It's it's great to know that other people want to hear about it. But if I'm not enjoying a tour review video, why the hell should I? You know, why would I be doing them, right? Yeah, I see that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so uh, yes, uh, Yozik just said, when is Becky starting her own channel uh, called Today in Daycare? Or believe it or not, Tim did this today.
2: <sighs> I've actually threatened to start a podcast. I have, but the problem with me is that I. I rant and I ramble. And I don't know, maybe people (laughs) might like it. But like Have you heard Alex
1: Jones? (laughs) I I could
2: sit and talk for hours about nothing. And like (laughs) I don't know if people would like that. I don't know. But I could I could talk all day. And and if it's something I'm passionate about, I don't know if people would actually listen to that. Because I I can get pretty saucy, so I don't I think you'd do well. Like we could see, but Yeah, like, I'd like to start one, but I I just, I don't know how, I don't know what program I have to use. I don't even know what. That's the toolbox
1: fallacy. We've talked Mm -hmm. about that. I tell her, I'll I'll show you anything you want to know, sweet pea.
2: Well, I barely got four phone calls in today, so I don't have time right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cabot says, I want, believe it or not, what Tim did today. So, no, yeah, you don't. You're all turning again. yeah. <laughs> believe it or not, Tim, Tim left a pry bar. This wasn't today, but this happened a while yeah. back. Tim left a pry bar on the top of his 10 foot stepladder, went to move the stepladder, said pry bar come down and hit Tim on the top of the head, split him open and required glue.
2: Or this one, uh, believe it or not. Tim was opening a package with Patrick Norman's knife and sliced his finger open. And yeah, now well, we're just getting over an infection.
0: So. Good thing it comes with those little starry strips, right? I I know.
1: I, yes, I, I still, <laughs> this is the first time I've ever cut myself with Pat's knife. So, um, Nate said, I, uh, this is a quote from John Willis said, I put out content because no one puts out my content. I need to hear when someone puts out this content, I'll quit.
2: I, I believe it. Yeah. That would be my stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, said you could do something like this. Oz uh, said you could do what Jack did once, five minutes with Jack. I can't yes. stop in five minutes. That's the problem. <laughs> I'd well, never... be... Now you have two shows already. That... Okay, I'll <laughs> shut up. Go ahead, Aaron.
0: I mean, there are nights where we go, okay, we're going to do just a 20-minute thing, just get it done, and move on, and it ends up being an hour. Yes. And all of a sudden, we've been babbling, and we we have a bad habit of not listening before we post it, so... We, we record it, and then three days later or whatever, it's it's going up, and yep. we don't
1: really listen to it. No, I do the same thing. It's it's live. You know, I, I do it while well, you guys see it. I do it in one take, and you get, you know, it, I don't know if I've ever edited anything out of the live unless we had, like, I think maybe when I had um, Man Tracker on, there was some long pauses where the internet kicked out on his end. I think I edited that out, but I whatever. You know, it's there. People want to hear it. They can skip over it, or you yeah. know, it's, it's my thing.
0: Let's see. Um, so, Tim, yes, when when did you get into prepping?
1: Well. Uh, it was before we met, actually. It yeah. started before we met. And I, then I fed the disease. <laughs> yeah, we, we fed off each other. It was kind of cool. <laughs> you know, you go in waves, right? I, I joke that, you know, you know my patch has been prepping since Y2K, you know? I, I wouldn't say I've been prepping since Y2K, but that's probably what ended up pushing me over the edge, you know, thinking about... What I year being, was...
0: What year uh, was... Well, duh, duh. I'm thinking of... Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Forget that. Let's delete that. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, don't worry about (laughs) it. I was 18. So I was 18. I was just in college. I remember that. And I remember mom and dad, I remember a lot of people like, well, we're going to fill the bathtub. We're going to buy bottles of water. You know, nobody really knew. And it was scary. But then I went away to college, didn't think much about it, moved home and had my own apartment, a second floor apartment. It was huge. It had two bedrooms, a great big living room and a huge kitchen that I had a coach in my kitchen because random 22 year old
2: guy, right? I'll just interrupt you there. Yeah. When I met him, he had like six couches. Yeah. I don't know what single man needs six couches. I had a great,
1: <laughs> I had a great, I always called him my adopted grandfather, Poe. He's long passed away, but he, he used to find like, he he's a lot like me. He'd be like, Hey, we got to go clean up this property. Any of the furniture we get, Tim, you can have for your apartment when you move out. And so we saved all the couches. He put them in a, a, a garage for me for about three months until... Uh, I moved into my place. So I had oh, I had some of the best coaches in the world. But Six of them. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> one day I'm like, hey, I'm going to go pick strawberries. So then I asked my grandmother if she'd help me make strawberry jam. And then I had to find jars. So I went into mom's dirty old third basement, the, the, the worst one that they had, and found these old jars from like the 60s that were full of cobwebs and dirt. We used those. And then it kind of expanded from there. Then it was pickles. Then it was homebrew. <laughs> You know, it was just teaching myself skills, and then I just kind of, the bug bit me, and I, I felt like I really needed to be prepared, and I don't even know if, it, if I knew it was called prepping for a few years. Like, that. I probably learned that, I don't know, maybe around 2010, 2011. I know I found Jack around 2013. I was working from home doing uh, computer software sales. It was fun. I enjoyed it, but I had a lot of dead time, and that's when I discovered the Joys of Podcasts. So I'd listen to them in my speakers until I'd get a call from somebody, hey, you know, sell me some software. But in between, so I searched uh prepping podcast at the time and Jack came up and and then of course the whole time we were together when we had kids, we were broke ass poor. So, you know, what what some people called prepping, we just called everyday life because if we didn't have the toilet paper closet, the kids weren't going to be able to Go to the bathroom, you know. And there were a couple times that we came awfully close to having to go to the food bank, and uh, our prep saved our asses. So yeah, it was
2: it was out of desperation, right, baby? Well, my my prepping was different than yours. Yes. Yeah. You can go ahead. Oh yeah. Ahead. No, um, my my prepping um, before I met Tim, my mine was motivated by fear, and that was because growing up, uh, my like we never had a lot. And there was there was times like uh, like my parents were just like, you know, like they did what they could, but it was like only groceries once a month. And like before the end of the month, it would be like, uh, like there, there would be absolutely nothing in the house, right? So like, and they never had anything uh, like to back it up or anything. And, and I found, found like my sister, brother and I, we, we all developed unhealthy obsessions with food because of it. And like, it got to the point where we're like, you know, you're hiding food in your room and and uh, hiding food in your nightstand and stuff like that. Because like, because like, it got to the point where you're like, well, if I don't hide it, I'm not going to get it. So it, it, it developed an unhealthy relationship with food and unhealthy. And then at, when um, the kids came along, it was like, I, I never wanted them to have that. Mm-hmm. So then it was like the whole, Okay. But then, but we didn't do it right. Sure. Like, not at cause first. like uh, I never, ever wanted them. So I started, I had this really bad habit of hoarding. So I would like take all the money I had, take it, go to the grocery store and spend every dime I had on everything. And then it would go to the house and then, and, and then not realizing that, okay, I did not need to spend that much money on the food because now I'm broke. Right. So, but and it, that took me a lot of years to get over that. And and it was like more like a, it was more like a hoarding thing. And, and when we moved, we had four deep freezes and in two of the deep freezes, our grocery store would put bread on clearance. So it'd be like 50% off. I would go and buy pretty much every loaf of bread that they had on the shelf and throw it in the deep freeze. But we never ate it so it would mm-hmm. get freezer burn. but but right. it made me feel better knowing that it was just there you know like so but it was it was like a really bad hoarding situation and and like I've got it under control because now I make sure that we just we buy what we need and, mm-hmm. and we're more careful about it but but growing up like my parents never did that right so like it's just like it was like a fight to the death for like the last can of alpha getting in the cover you know what I mean yeah <laughs> like, Yeah. it was it was pretty bad and but we just um but that, I just, yeah, that's why I got into it. It's because I never wanted my kids to ever have that. And and then when we started getting smarter about it, then it became. We had a plan. Then we had a plan. Yes.
1: And then it was our passion. Yes. And then it's the thing we live for. And and now we have a half a year's supply of dry food in five yeah. gallon buckets in mylar bags that were we we've almost yeah we're going to double that up this year to make it a year. But we, if, yeah if, no, if, but
2: like fifteen years ago, I would have just thrown bags of noodles on the shelf yeah to the point where they were so stale that if you cook them they would just crumble into pieces right we would have have and the fiery date would have been ridiculous
1: on them and we would have went in and be like we went to walmart and they would have had like duck sauce for three cents a can (laughs) and i've never eaten duck sauce i don't know what it is but they would have had it and we're like holy shit that's a great deal so we'd buy like 75 cases what was and that it, so,
2: was it soya sauce we bought that one time? Yeah, yeah oh yeah we, <laughs> it, and it, it, how it, are you gonna do with like it, 30 jars of soy sauce and it was the real stuff that tastes like
1: like fermented you know i didn't i didn't enjoy it but yeah but oh and, and this stuff would follow us we, we moved a lot years ago so we'd mm-hmm. go from house to house and we're like,
2: why do we have this
1: so you know it 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 all came out of desperation. Yeah, it was like these so. big
2: jars of soy sauce. Yeah, and was. I think we bought like 30 of them. Yep. I said, what the hell are we, we going to do we with these? <laughs> we had some
1: some blocks of lard and shortening. The fucking stuff had been 10 years before. I, we, had.
2: <laughs> we had a box, uh, a thing of shortening that I think we still had that I brought from out East. Yeah, And I think we just threw it away like a year and a half ago because it was <laughs> in the back of the cupboard. We didn't know it was there, but it was so gross. It had like leaked through and it was all oily. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> you guys turned turn in tonight for the real shit. I'm telling you, we're, <laughs> we're spreading the real dope tonight. Cause yeah. this, this is true. This is all true shit. Yeah,
0: it's all true. Yeah, yeah I know um, with gardening, I got into it because I just enjoyed it. And then it came to where, oh, my gosh, I have to have a garden because we're going to starve because the grocery stores are empty. So I would plant everything. And we wouldn't hardly, I I mean, I'd have one tomato plant that would have, like, one tomato. But thank God I had that one tomato because. (laughs) Yep.
1: I had strawberry jam and mustard pickles on my shelf, he and I was—I don't even eat mustard pickles, but I was sure I could survive the zombie apocalypse. He won't eat
0: pickles. Yeah. He so. hates pickles. I, still, I haven't canned pickles in two years because there was one year that I just—that's all I did was can pickles, and we eat them like once a year. We bring out a jar of pickles. Yep, I, there I saw pickles?
1: a meme the yep. other day. It said, uh, "For for a small investment of one hundred and fifty dollars, we're." Five to six weeks away from getting a single twenty-five cent piece of produce off our vegetables. (laughs) I was like, "Yeah, Yeah. if that doesn't sum up homesteading and gardening, I don't know what." Yes,
0: yes. So now this year, because I always do my own seedlings and start everything at home, this year was a huge fail. I have no idea what happened, so none of the stuff grew. But yes, yeah. So (laughs) we had lots of volunteer squash last year. And I thought we were going to survive all winter on squash and they all rotted. I don't know what you were supposed to do with them. So I just left them on the shelf and finally just
2: just... mad
0: though. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, really? Like I didn't eat it fresh because we were going to eat it later. And then there it was all squishy and gross.
1: (laughs) You know, Tori says she wants to interview Becky, Aaron and Letty on parenting for a panel episode on the podcast. Uh, sure (laughs) yeah you'd have fun yes you guys and and becky is going to be part of a woman entrepreneurship panel at self-reliance festival this year so nice i'm telling you yep it'll be uh we'll have to get you a name now so
2: yeah i i get uh well it was was it last year we uh we were doing keto last year and i i don't know why i did it but i went and bought a 50 pound bag of potatoes like you don't eat potatoes when you're on keto <laughs> and we put them down in this pantry oh. and we cleaned them out last spring and they were shriveled up yeah. and the roots were probably about Eight, there was like that much potato left out of fifty pounds, and I think the bag weighed like two pounds. That's oh, all yeah, that yeah. was left. <laughs> they were just air. <laughs> it's like I don't even know why I bought them. Right? We always try to support local people with their vegetables. Yeah, because they were we, Anita's and Anita does have good potatoes,
1: but we just never eat them. So there you go. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I would I would come downstairs and every day because it was right next to the <laughs> the the washing machine. I'd be like, I should probably get rid of these squash, but it's like, well, there might be one that. I'll want to cook and then won't want to eat because it was next to all these. It was a mess.
2: <laughs> and they smell too. <laughs> oh yeah. Not as bad as potatoes, but they, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Some of them were like rock hard and empty inside. And it was like, what the heck? <laughs> Could almost carve. Like I <laughs> should have like made bird houses or something. Oh, yeah. That yeah. would
1: have been good. Yeah, <laughs> Would have looked like the Turkey on Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You know? <laughs> Beautiful on the outside and nothing yes, on the inside.
0: Yes. Here's our squash for dinner that no one wants to eat. Cause I didn't even plant. They just grew themselves. Yeah. We
2: had that one year, that one garden that like we were just giving the cucumbers and the squash away. Cause we mm-hmm. had so much. And then the next summer I was like, Oh, we're even going to, we're going to double it. We're going to have so much. We're not going to know what to do with it. And all it did was rain. So the whole garden just molded. So we ended up with nothing. And I was so disappointed.
1: There was one year I planted my potatoes three times and they yeah. rotted in the ground three times.
2: And that was the last time I had a garden that we had a garden here in our box in the garden box outside yep. and we had tomato plants and there were some that were taller than him and yep. he's six, three, yeah. not one tomato on them, <laughs> but they were like six feet tall and not one tomato. And I, I think out of all those plants, I think we have what two handfuls of tomatoes and yeah. that mm-hmm. was it. And there were some plants we were pulling that had nothing. And I just, I don't understand why do they grow so big and don't produce anything.
0: I know two years ago, I wanted to have tomatoes to make pasta sauce. So I saved all the tomatoes. Every tomato I pick, I'd put it in a bag, in the freezer. So in the spring, I had like 50 million pounds of frozen tomatoes that I then had to thaw. And I think I got like four jars of tomato sauce. And I was like, why am I doing this? That's,
2: when I that's tell- all I wanted. I just wanted to make my, my. I have my grandmother's chili sauce. Mm. And that's, I was like, okay, well, every year I'm going to, I plant like three pepper plants and a couple tomato plants, just so I can have a couple jars of chili sauce. And I yeah. never end up with anything. So I said, <laughs> well, I'm going to plant berries. And I planted berries last year. And then this jackass decided to plant comf- uh, comfrey yep. in, in the no, it was Chris Dixon's fault. He would gave them no, to me. No, he planted them, and they like choked out my raspberries and oh, my blueberries. No. So I got to transplant them this year. But yeah, I wasn't too. I didn't get anything, but we got lots of comfrey though. Did really good go with that because yeah. you can eat that. <laughs> you
0: can not eat that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I make my mouth numb. <laughs> comfrey <laughs> salad, yeah. yeah. Feel
0: fuzzy. Um. All right, so you were into the prepping before Tim, because that was one of my questions: as if you kind of got it from him, or if it was kind of brought together. Um, let's see. So, what did you first, Becky? What did you first think when Tim started asking you to kind of co-host some of the live streams? Um,
2: I I was nervous. I was because I. I don't speak at all. Like when I was in high school, I took English classes and my public speaking things, my teacher allowed me to record it on a tape and hand it in because I couldn't go up in front of a class. Cause I go beat red. And, and I was so embarrassed and I, I just, I just couldn't do it. And then, um, but then when I, when I started coming on now, I'm at, the, I'm like, I, I enjoy it. I like coming on now. And
0: I, I will tell you, I can see a huge difference from yeah. when. I mean, even from the beginning of like the. Um, I keep calling it "This Is Us," but it's the last of us. Yes, the beginning definitely. of those ones uh, to now. I mean, it's. Getting her every Friday
2: has helped a lot. It has helped a lot, and I actually stood up at LFTN with the microphone. I heard. Right? I heard. <laughs> which, which, like, fifteen years ago. No. Well, I mean, even Anything last probably got me there, but.
0: I mean I think even last year it was more like you were just there because you were on Tim you know out of town with yeah. Tim. Yeah. And then you just kind of found found your spot.
2: Yeah, like I'm I don't know like it, I don't know maybe it's an age thing. <laughs> you know how you get past like the certain age where you just don't give a shit anymore. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just I don't know like I just I I think I'm at that point now where I I cuz like growing up you're all you're always worried about what people think or what people mm-hmm. are gonna say or what they're gonna judge or oh if i'm wearing and of course with me like my face would go always be red so i'm like oh they're gonna yep. know and and i'm like oh am i wearing the right clothes or anything like that and then and then ever since we've opened the daycare mm-hmm. and we went through a little bit of the hurdles and then i had a, an incident with a parent where most of the time i would like because like I'm a people pleaser. So I'm just like, okay, I let people treat me like shit and talk Mm -hmm. down to me and everything. And then I got to the point where I'm like, I I basically, I basically kicked her out and her kids out. And I said, Nope, you're done. I'm not dealing with. And then ever since then, it was kind of like, you know what? People aren't going to talk to me like that anymore. And, and then I got to the point where I'm just like, I just don't give a shit what people think about me anymore. Like the either, either like me or they don't. And, and people
1: love you on the show. Jesus. When we did the live, what was it? I think it was the one in Minot where we did a couple of those, uh, the um stranger than fictions where we talk, you were talking about the, the cheerleaders who got shot when they were possibly buying dope or whatever. And oh, you yeah. went on a Becky rant. Have like, we had
2: any more? About no, that? I haven't heard anything. You know yet. why? It's because I bet you they were buying drugs and the news has dropped it. <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah.
1: But I, I was trying to think, I think the first episode I had you, Come on with me was the Amazon subscriptions episode, maybe, where we talked about how we Megadana. used anima- Amazon subscriptions to prep. Yeah. And that was a good one. You, you know, you were nervous and
2: yeah, yeah. I just let you do your thing. But I find this, this is actually pretty good because like you can read the questions, mm-hmm. but you can't feel any eyes looking at you. Yeah. So it makes it, that makes it a lot easier. But, um, cause I find when you, when you're, talking to a crowd and you make eye contact with certain people you're just like
0: oh yeah (laughs) wait a minute what am i doing
2: yeah like and then you kind of clam up and you and you don't know what you're going to say anymore but i find that that's even passed with me quite a bit yeah
0: Yeah, i know when we first started even just doing the podcast i mean it was just nate and i just you know bsing back and forth and it was i was nervous like it was weird you know knowing that this is going to be recorded and sent out and everything. Um But yeah, that it's gotten a lot easier and now it's just.
2: So you know the do government.
0: it.
2: Oh, probably. But the way, but the way we talk on here, this is how Tim and I are always yeah. are. Like we, like when we're in the car, like driving long distances, this we talk like this all the time and it's like, you know, sometimes we'll just get on a rant or yeah. something about it. And we just talk back. So it just kind of, it's just like I'm talking to him, that so it's kind
1: of like. The same. That's what makes it fun because, yeah. like I said, we just we just spent seventy hours in the vehicle together, and I would say thirty of them she was awake. So um, <laughs> during the during those thirty hours, we never run out of things to talk
2: about. No, you, know? you should hear some of our conversations. So very yeah. wild. <laughs>
1: like, well, maybe we'll do a, an interstate live stream. Sometime. Yeah, like, yeah, it like was just, just
2: random um, stuff. Yeah. And are yeah. just, do we really just have a conversation about that? <laughs> but, but they're fun. So,
0: yeah, I know there's a lot of times where Nate and I are going back and forth. Like, wait a minute, stop. We need to write this down or at least go down and record because it'll never <laughs> so sell the same. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Haas has a question. We can come back to that after I started. So don't let me forget. And we'll, we'll go, we'll come back to Haas's question later, Aaron. So.
0: Okay. All right. Let's see. I got to see what people I've people asked. Um, I did have some questions that I got from the audience prior to this.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, this should be good. <laughs>
0: um, what is the best thing that you guys have ever cooked for each other? Oh, man. Probably. Tim doesn't cook. <laughs> I, I I have been known to cook in the past. He is the cook. That's, it's, he's the yes, cook. I am,
1: Tim. Yeah. So what about the very first meal? Well, I cook, remember when
2: I cooked that special meal for you?
1: Yeah, our first date. Yeah, it wasn't our first date, but it was well, close. Yeah. Go uh, ahead, tell yeah, that it story. Was.
2: It was our first official date mm. because our first technical date was we were with a group of friends and we went to the club and we were all drunk, right? But And
1: then we sat up and talked till the sun
2: came up. Yeah, so. but yeah. that wasn't technically a date. Like our first official date that he asked me out, then um, he made lasagna. And Caesar salad and cherry cheesecake. Mm, it was good. And it was very good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I can cook.
1: It's just that she
2: <laughs> he, he and that was the only meal that I've ever had. Fuck so. <laughs>
1: off. Oh, <ain't that>
2: <laughs> it's true. I swear, like when we moved in together, I don't think this man Like he bakes. Like he he would make um bread, bread and cinnamon rolls and and uh dinner rolls. He makes the everybody wanted him to make his dinner rolls for Uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving, and um, but as for like meal, like if it's a barbecue, he'll barbecue them. But as for like meal meals, I make a killer risotto. I Haven't made that in a few years, but man, I made a a few years. Yeah. Oh my god, it's been like years. (laughs) So, but um, no, he doesn't. But now, like, we don't. It's a confession. Yeah. Uh, Now it's kind of like I'll be at work and he'll message me and he'll be like, what's for dinner? And i will be like, subway. <laughs> and that's, that's basically coming
1: and going both ways, you know, but yeah. I, I'm trying to think, I mean, there's lots of things that she makes for me. I got to recently, it's probably the sausage and gravy, the, the biscuits and gravy that you make are just fucking mm-hmm. incredible. But, uh, I
2: make a good shepherd's you pie. You make a
1: great shepherd's pie, yeah. great roast beef. Um, I think what else? That I just, I the shepherd's pie is just so good, <laughs> so good, salty and full of mushroom soup. And oh, yeah. yeah, it's good. I, there's honestly, there's nothing she cooks that isn't good, and I'm not just saying
2: that, like, there, yeah, it would be hard to, yeah, shit on a shingle. I remember, one, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. but since the three older kids have moved out, um, the twins are a completely different personality and. Like, I don't think the children eat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They just, they they graze like cattle. They graze.
0: That is normal. Okay, good. It is. Yeah. Yeah,
2: But, but like when the three old, when all five of them were home, it was like, we always, we had a sit down dinner every night
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: especially when I was home. Oh yeah. And then we always had like the big dinner on Sundays, like the roast beef or the roasted chicken or, and the mashed potatoes and the vegetables. But, um, we haven't done that in.
1: So when so we we always tell this story, but when when the three older kids they all moved out within a year, like all within a year, and when they moved out, we moved into a much smaller house. So there was no bedrooms for them to move back to, and we don't have a kitchen table anymore. So that's kind of changed the the dynamics of the house a little bit, you know. So yeah, we
2: replaced them with dogs.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so the kids moved out. We replaced them with dogs. But yeah, we have a small kitchen here. It's a nice kitchen, but. It's like, okay, do you want do you want a place to hang your coats, or do you want a small kitchen table? So we have a place for
2: hanging our coats, and but we did have a kitchen table when we first moved in, and nobody ever well, sat we never on used it. it. It was all yeah. it was was just a junk collector. Yeah, we just collect everything. So I'm just, and then you get to the point where you're like, no, it's it's just it's getting out of control. Yeah, but I'll, I'll still I'll still cook stuff once in a yeah. while. But- Usually on the weekends, but yeah. she. She, uh,
1: she works as, yeah I mean she works more than me as far as like the nine to five kind of work and stuff goes she because she has well no you don't have to be at the
2: day no, well you, the last week I have because yeah. we I'm behind on everything but yeah. but when I'm there it's well we have a restaurant in town called Mike's so it's either Mike's Dairy Queen A&W or Subway that seems to be the unfortunately <laughs> for me it's the a pap- pack of pepperoni sticks so. <laughs>
0: How old are the twins again? They, they just turn turned 13. 13? Okay.
1: Thirteen going on 30.
2: Yeah. They like I don't know, they're in this whole where they're eating like yogurt and fruit stage. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I make the I make the big meal and they're like, oh Mom, make extra so we can have leftovers and they'll sit in the fridge for an entire week and then I end up throwing them out. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not And they almost anymore.
1: always eat before we get home. So they get yeah. home from school around 3 20, 3 30. And they'll they'll have eaten. I'm usually home by four thirty. They they've almost always eaten for me. So, yeah, yeah. Try to get the grew- host. yeah. Go, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, that's fine. Growing up, um, we always were sitting at the table. Like six o'clock was dinner time, and we all sat. I just it was. I had one brother, and it, we just always sat at the table. And so that's what I always thought you were just supposed to do. And we've done it for a long time. But my little one is so picky that. She just doesn't Mm. want to eat dinner. So Mm -hmm. it's kinda one of those things where it's like, I guess go do something else and you'll eat eventually. (laughs) Yeah, because
1: the kids
2: will eat. They'll they'll always eat eventually. So
0: Well, I think I think the whole
2: Sunday meal thing is kind of going away for a lot of people, right? Like everybody's so busy. And yeah. And I would much rather hang out with the kids outside and the dogs mm-hmm. outside then be in the house for hours cooking a big dinner and then another hour or two washing dishes right and yeah up afterwards like who wants to spend their only two days off doing that every week that's right? our chill time is
1: out, out under
2: the covered deck
1: mm-hmm. in our lounge chairs with the dogs around and the girls hitting us with uh, Volleyballs. Volleyball. <laughs> no hitting you <laughs> hitting me with volleyball but yeah no that's that's our yeah. fun for sure yeah,
2: yeah like i spend most of my saturday folding 12 loads of laundry i don't want to be doing six hours of dishes right
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. i know with i mean we homeschool so we have like no schedule there's no like this is right. breakfast and then you go to lunch it's just eh, yep hey they are
2: happy and they're eating that's all that matters <laughs>
0: yep not driving you crazy. That's <laughs> Well they're still doing that too. Yeah. <laughs> um how so how did you guys meet?
2: Do you want to tell a story or do you want me? Um I can tell the story. All right. No, um Then I'll tell
1: you the truth after. So you <laughs> you know, I'll just... tell you.
2: That. Um I was well we, I had just moved back to Digby because we had lived in Digby before.
1: Which is in Nova Scotia. Which is so in, in Nova Scotia.
2: America. Yeah. And uh, I had just gotten out of a pretty crappy relationship, so I was like at that point where I just swore off men. I was like, Nah, I'm done. I don't want any more to do with them. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna work, do my shit, you know. And um, I, my sister, who's Amy, she's like, Well, let's uh, let's go downtown. Let's uh, her friend Mindy, and she goes, Well, let's go out and we'll go drinking. And I'm like, okay, well, I haven't done that in like three weeks, but you know, so we just so we went out drinking, and um, Mindy was a hair a hairstylist, and she had the and she had a key to a hair salon, so she let us. We went down there and we hung around. We were listening to music and just because there's nowhere to go in Digby, right? So it's just and so we were just sitting around, and then another friend showed up was Anthony. And or no, it was Dennis. It was Dennis, yeah. Well, it was his Dennis, brother, his brother. Yeah, and then um, were you with Anthony or Dennis? Dennis, I think. Dennis. Okay, I'm so we were with, we were with Anthony, and um, so there was the four of us, and we were all drinking and everything. And then uh, it had like a big picture window, and then Dennis and Tim were walking by, and Anthony said, "Oh, that's my brother." And so we were banging on the window, and we had them come over. And I think the whole time Amy was trying to set me up with Anthony. Sure. But I wasn't interested or whatever. And um, then they came in and we were all sitting around and I remember saying to Amy, I said, who is that? And then she said, that's Dennis. And I said, not Dennis, you idiot. The other one. And then she goes, I don't know who it is. And then, and then, um, then she hauled because she was drinking and she yes. goes, Mindy, who's that? <laughs> really loud. And then he's like, it's Tim. Oh, I'm Tim. <laughs> so, and then after that, it was just like, then we, we went to the club and, and I told Amy, I said, I, I, I think I really like him. I said, he's really good looking. And, and, and I told, and then she told Mindy and Anthony and Dennis, and then we were all on the dance floor dancing. And then when a slow song came on, they all scattered and left us on the dance floor so that we could <laughs> dance together. <laughs> so, Cause we were just like, Oh, okay, well let's dance and then uh and then after that i gave you my phone number yep and he had in his brain not to call somebody for three or five days three or five days i, three three like, I, didn't, five I days. didn't want her to think like, i was
1: too fucking interested yeah you like know? i
2: had his uh he gave me his sweater because i was i was cold and he didn't um so he didn't call me for like three or five days and then after about five days i was like oh well i didn't hear from him so I was like <laughs> okay well maybe he's not interested or whatever and then, then I realized, cause I was living with my parents and then I realized, and then I came home the one day and my dad, who's a complete moron, looks at me and he goes, oh, some Tim guy called for you.
1: This was a couple days ago,
2: right? And I said, well, yeah. when did he call? And he goes, well, I don't know, like three days ago. And I'm like, you friggin' jackass. <laughs> and then I am like, well, did you get his number? Yeah. I wrote it in the phone book. The phone book was like this thick. And he wrote it on the top of one of the pages. So I'm oh going gosh. through trying <laughs> to find what page he wrote the phone number on. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I found it, but then I went, I, you never answered. Right. And so I'm like, okay, well, I think I left you a voicemail. But then I then I didn't hear back from you.
1: I think my cell phone got disconnected. I'm pretty you, no, sure. No, you had no
2: minutes. Right. Yeah, he yeah. had no minutes, <laughs> so he couldn't check his messages. So I was like, okay, whatever. So then I said to Amy, I said, well, I got to take his sweater back anyway. So if he's going to be an asshole. I don't want nothing to do with him. <laughs> so I went into home hardware where he was working and I gave him his sweater. And then when I walked in there, his face went red Ooh. as a tomato. <laughs> he was so embarrassed. And then I'm like, well, here's your sweater. And I, th- I think I was a little snarky because he Maybe, hadn't called yeah. me. And, um, and then he was like, and then you said something about, well, I'll call you later. And then he he called. <laughs> so and then after that, it was like I don't think we were we, ever. We were, after. Yeah, I think it was about yeah. a
1: week. So we met that first night. We stayed up until I remember. So we sat out front. Her parents were renting an old Victorian home. So we left the bar about one o'clock and we went and sat on the front steps until five thirty in the morning when the sun started coming up. And mm-hmm. then I finally went home. And then yeah, but a week later when we finally.
2: Well, you went
1: home and then you went and had breakfast with yeah I, mom. Went, yeah. I went and had breakfast with mom and dad. And because I had sworn women off too, like the weekend before we went to a friend's wedding in the city and we went to every bar and I there, anyway, it was just nothing. Right. It, nobody, nothing. And so I'm like, well, that's it. I'm just going to be single and have my cat for the rest of my life. That's what I figured. So, and anyway, so I and met her mom. And, yeah, and my mom having tea with mom watching law and order. That's what it would have been. And, uh, so anyway, uh, We went out to josie's place for breakfast that morning i told mom i said hey i think i met somebody she's like oh okay sure i said no i really do i really like her and uh like i said a week later we got together again Mm -hmm. and i don't think we spent a night apart ever ever no and
2: but i like i still lived with my parents so i would um and i was only working part-time yeah so i would make him baked like i had this thing in my brain that i wanted to start doing baking remember and I was that's right yeah so I was trying out all these new recipes so every day when he would come home from work I had a plate outside his door with all kinds of baked goods for him to try Uh, she would come over and stay to my place until like
1: sometimes she'd fall asleep she'd stay till 12 or 1 in the morning then she'd wake up and go home she had to get ready for work in the morning and um oh shoot there was another part of the story I was going to tell oh yeah so she okay so she had a vehicle and I didn't so I was dirt broke like nothing. She had a little, she had a very fancy Dodge neon. Yes. So eventually she trusted me with her car and but the she, look
2: on his face. I'm like, I'm like, I got to go to work. And he's like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, well, aren't you going to drive me? And he's like, you want me to drive your car? And I'm like, yeah, just make sure you come pick me up. I don't care. Yeah, right? but
1: there's a better part to this story. So the very first time she gives me her car, this has never happened to me in my life. I sat down on the coach waiting for her to get done from work. And I fell sound asleep. I slept in, so she had to start, walk it was a long walk, <laughs> and I was, I was, I was about a half hour late picking her up. I thought she was just going to dump me right on the side of the road, but uh, we did good, so. Yeah. It was funny. And then, so we we met on uh, August 26th, I believe, right around there. August 27th. Uh, August 27th, and we got engaged on Christmas Eve, so less than four months we were engaged, and we were married a year to the day that we met. Wow. So, we didn't fuck around well you know (laughs) and then what your story
0: and how many years will it be
1: when are we married now 17 17 or 18 yeah Yeah, something like that getting getting on two decades now so
2: not long enough oh and
1: somebody wanted to know uh when tim had hair so yes i had
2: his hair was ridiculous it, it
1: was brown a little bit curly and it had blonde frosted tips we met so well and then and that <laughs> this was, was of, 2004 well that
2: was part of the story like it was all curly up here oh yeah tell and, that, and yeah. he used to style it and he said to me because he didn't have any money and he goes could you cut my hair for me i was like i don't know how to cut hair because i used to do my dad's hair but it was just a buzz cut and uh and i'm like well i could try and i screwed it up so bad. <laughs> and i'm just like why don't why don't we um like, why don't I just buzz it for
1: you? <laughs> so she she took me to a hairdresser and he fixed it up. And after that, she buzzed it every time. I was cool with that.
2: Yeah. Oh, I messed it up so bad, and it was like <laughs> it was like short here and long here. Oh, it was because I I've never cut hair in my life. Just the buzz cuts.
1: I bet you, there's a picture of that Halloween party when we were first dating. That's where I, I had. I bet it. you, I have. It. I could it probably show find up on it. there. It might, or if you can bring it up, yeah, I, I probably yeah. we could probably share it. But we can keep asking questions. It's, we can probably bring it up on Facebook while we're at it here. Yes, so, I, bet you I could. But yeah, so yeah, that that's our story, and I'm sure we have lots of other stories. But that
2: was, I was, I was pretty proud of getting married one year to the day we met. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. So. Well, my grandmother always said that if a man doesn't give you a ring within six months, they're not worth keeping around.
0: <laughs> that, that was like <laughs> well, well, Yes. Yeah, so. Luckily, Nate's a, Nate's sticking around.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a pretty good dude. <laughs> I mean, he's a bearded chick, right? So
0: yeah, that's true
1: um try Let's see get yeah. the question first here
0: well I had one more question okay and it was um how do you handle the in-laws that was a question from the group <laughs> okay
2: must be nice <laughs> <laughs> well I'll, I'll go first um you go ahead sweetie um well my 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 dad uh he passed away in two thousand eleven so like it's hard to explain, like, it's hard to explain my, my dad, he
1: loved people, but he wasn't a good
2: dude. Yeah. Like he, he wasn't a very, like he, he would do anything for you, but he wouldn't do anything for you. If that kind of makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Like he, he loved the kids. He'd do anything for his grandkids, anything. Um, Growing up, he wasn't the very, he wasn't very, like, we weren't very structured. Like by time I had met Tim, i was i had moved 46 times so and that was like because my mom was a gypsy and she would move around a lot and and i went to like five different elementary schools and i just like i i never had any friends and we had we didn't have that that's a little bit we didn't have any real structure anyway and uh so like because like my my main structure was my grandmother and she passed away in 98 so but when i met tim and then we went to his parents house i i couldn't fathom that somebody was actually born and raised and still lived
0: in the same same house
2: house in the same town i (laughs) i didn't know that happened i was just like i and of course and his dad like because my my dad could never hold a job he he could never do any of that and then but his dad worked at the same job for like 40 years. I was like, I like what is that? Right? <laughs> I would never met any of it. And and his mom was the same way, just kind of uh, like they were just so I I like to me it felt like it was like a TV show cuz they were so normal. <laughs> right? And 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 it was just like like I I love mom and dad. Like I I I don't talk to them as much as I probably should. That's my mom and dad. She's talking. About yeah, that's that, his yeah. mom and dad. Like, um, like I love them to death, and I, pro- I wish I, like, I probably should talk to them more. I'm not, like, it's just I, and I feel bad when I don't talk to them. But they, um, there's one of you and Mac. Your yeah. hair is all crazy in that one. But, um, but I we don't like, but they live in Nova Scotia, which is. 5,000 kilometers away or how many miles is that? Yeah.
1: 3,500 or so. 3,500 miles away.
2: So we don't, we don't get to see them all that often. And, and, uh, but like, I, no, they were, I don't have any issues with them at all. Like none at all. They're, um, they're good people. They're, they've, they're, they've always supported us. They always, you know, like whenever we tell them something, like they don't ever like oh well, Judge you, they don't, they're not that. judgy like they like they're good people and i have like i when i first met them i you know i was in awe of them right <laughs> but but not like there's not nothing more i could there's nothing bad i could ever say about them
1: yeah, yeah. that's true yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know where to go from there, but uh, yeah, 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 you know, it is, it is what it is. You know, like I said, Becky's dad was—he he met well. He had a lot of issues. He's been passed for. 12, 13 years now he's been yeah. gone. So he died young. He was 50. 51. 51. Yeah. yeah. Um, never get to meet her grandmother, but she sounded like a pretty fucking incredible old lady. Yeah. So, yeah. My grandma was lady. pretty.
2: Yeah. She was, I'm just like my grandmother. I'm, I'm, she was pretty incredible. Um, yeah. Like Tim gets, uh, he gets pretty, like my mom's lives one street over from us and she, and she works at the daycare and yeah, there's all this crazy here.
1: Oh my
0: God.
2: <laughs> so there, there was me there
1: that was it's pretty hard to see I, there's a picture of us at, if you can find the Halloween party mm-hmm. picture that was when we were very first dating this was this is a little while after but there there was a little bit of frosted tips you can see there
2: And that's our oldest girl Olivia and yeah. that's our middle girl Gracie there and then here's a, here's another one there's a little better one for you there
1: that's but I was starting to bald a little bit there but I still I was still trying to keep it kind of um what's the word you know like I, there was no frosted tips there, but I was still using gel for whatever reason. So, um, yeah, so th- th- if Becky can find it, I'll show it to you. But in case anybody wanted to see, those are a couple of pictures of me when I was much uh, much younger. So <laughs> less handsome, but younger. So let's get rid of that, Yeah, I'm right.
2: trying to find the Halloween. I know it's in here. Yeah, so, uh, oh, do you have a favorite cocktail?
1: No, but she has a favorite drink. What, what's oh. your you well okay when we first met you were drinking um well it's uh it's a fruit wine like a sparkling fruit wine mm-hmm. but it was uh what um shit, what's the name of that brand that you like so much arbor mist, arbor mist not yeah. real expensive but you liked the it is the holiday train nate yeah he noticed that picture that the holiday <laughs> train was in there so we that was the year i've told here i'll bring this back up for a minute so yeah Years ago, we moved, we we sold everything we had and moved to Saskatchewan thinking it was going to be better. I took a job, sight unseen, at a hardware store, thought it was going to be great. And six months later, we tucked tail and moved back to Nova Scotia. So, uh, you know, we we made some memories. We we got to see the holiday train for the first time. This was Christmas of 2007. So that is 16 years ago. And uh, yeah, so it's funny how life changes. But uh, and you think things are going to go the way you think they're going to go, and then they don't. Mm-hmm. But as far as a favorite cocktail, she's not, I, I have made old fashions for her, but she says they're a little strong. Yeah. So I'm going to try it with just a shot of bourbon next time. I think she'd like it because she's had sips of mine before that she really liked.
2: Yeah, there's not really.
1: But when it. I like pina coladas. Yes. And I like, and. um. But at Christmas, I usually pick her up a bottle or two of Arbor Mist. The Blackberry mm-hmm. Arbor Mist was your favorite, wasn't it? Like, yeah, funny.
2: Oh, yeah. And what's that, uh, the green, the key lime slushy stuff? I like, uh, is that margaritas? That, margaritas, yeah. Yeah, I, I do yeah. like those. Yeah, yeah. So
1: she, yeah, anything fruity and sweet and, and icy like a slush. She, and she doesn't might. have
2: that gross alcohol aftertaste. I can't handle you that. You ever had a mudslide, baby? Oh, Haas is asking. I have had a mudslide. That's mm, what those I was, are good. I mean, that Rod used to make. Yes. Is that, that's Kahlua and melt, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> my <laughs> friend used to make those and i would hang out with him and it looked like because he i think a lot of it is because he told me it was chocolate milk and then i went and i drank it and i'm like oh you suck and i was <laughs> like no i couldn't and, and i can i have to be careful with my my dairy intake too because but i find there i find when you go to drink it it has that that burny alcohol mm-hmm. in the throat. yep so i have a hard time with that
1: thought maybe it'd be one of my, I got one more picture here for you. I'll show you this one since we're doing this here. So yeah and that's uh, our wedding picture. <laughs> there's, there's our wedding photo. So that was uh yeah. And again, fro- there was a little bit of frosted tips there, but there's, <laughs> there's one picture of me wearing what looks like uh, one of those blue sweaters that, you know, that the Gen X grunge, grunge kids would wear. And, uh, but it was 2004.
2: And I, yeah, I had frosted tips. It was a good It was a good picture. So if, we, if it turns up, it,
1: it turns up. Yeah,
2: I've got like, I've got thousands of pictures. So. And
1: here's this. <laughs> <laughs> that's such an awful picture of me, but that was, uh, that was at Amy and Barrett's wedding. So I don't know what, I don't know what was going on. I think I shaved my head that day. I think <laughs> you did. That was yeah. an awful picture. That was an awful picture. So I also wanted to know if any of our parents, grandparents, or siblings prepped. Uh, no, I would say my parents were the opposite of
2: Preck uh, My grandmother did.
1: Yes. Yeah. And my grandmother, yeah, you want to
2: tell a little bit? Uh, yeah. My grandmother, she had a giant uh, pantry in her basement. And when I was, I used to, go to a grocery shop in her basement because she always would buy stock up on things that I liked. But when she passed away and we were cleaning out her deep freeze it was the same i think but see i think it was along the same lines as he hers was like a hoarding situation because she grew up because my grandmother was american and uh she grew up during uh the later depression years so there were times that the only time she had fruits and vegetables was when she went to her her grandparents farm so um, and she refused to eat beans because that's (laughs) all her mother would feed them was beans and um she wouldn't even buy them and put them in her pantry and she but so hers turned into a hoarding situation too it's the same way like and uh when she passed away we cleaned out her deep freeze and i i am not over exaggerating she used to take hamburger and make hamburger patties out of it and she would wrap them in tin foil and then saran wrap and I think she had hamburger patties in the bottom of that freezer that were probably thirty years old. Wow! And she would just keep stacking and stacking. I have no, it. It just it did not look normal for hamburger patties. It, it was like the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And but they were just on the bottom, and like she would just keep stacking food and food and food, and and uh, same with and I think and it was the same thing is because she grew up with nothing, mm-hmm. so she just didn't. And like, and, and it's not like she ever ate a lot because when she passed away, she was, she was four foot 11 and she weighed like 81 pounds. right So she was just this little tiny thing and, and she never ate, but she used to stand in the kitchen and eat an entire head of lettuce because <laughs> when she was a kid. She could never get lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah. So like it was, it was really like she had her strange little habits, but she did. But my parents never, never prepped anything. Uh, we've talked we've got my sister starting oh yeah, yeah. her, her
1: yeah. and barrett do great they're they've yeah, a they're long doing way. good
2: but yeah but other than that like i didn't have any other relative like we i grew up in a city so mm-hmm. none of my relatives ever did anything like that none of them ever had like farm animals or anything so it's just my parents lived paycheck to paycheck and it was totally basically it was by time the next paycheck came it, it cupboards were bare. There was like there was nothing.
1: My my parents were never preppers for sure. Uh, you know, my, my dad grew up poor. My my mom not so much, but my dad grew up, he was one of nine brothers and sisters, and they, you know, they they still had an outhouse attached to their front, like to their their entrance uh, entranceway when they were a kid. Like he would go out through the the woodshed and the porch was attached to the house and they'd go out there and I mean he used uh sears catalog pages for toilet paper so you, that tells you how you know. <laughs> so they knew how to get by so they were you know dad worked really hard to make sure mom and dad always had or sorry mom and dad worked really hard to make sure that me and my sister always had stuff so you know i heard about it from dad but no there wasn't uh and my grandmother she grew up during the depression and she could make you know she she could stretch a dollar into three dollars like she she knew that but uh i wouldn't say there was anybody who was not even close to being a prepper for sure we're kind of the first ones but we've Mm -hmm. tried to encourage it you know uh, it's hard to get mom and dad to do it you know things like i'd love to see them keep a little gas on hand for the generator that kind of stuff but you can only you can't you can only try to help people right so Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, they want to know if you like pina coladas and walking in the rain. You remember that song? Do you like? Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> no, actually, I hate. I despise the rain. I do not <laughs> rain at all, <laughs> and because rain brings mud, and mud brings messes, then causes me just to like basically sleep with my mop. <laughs> so I just <laughs> I, hate, I hate the rain. I can't do it.
1: says liver and onions. Is what our grandma always made us haven't touched it in years yeah i dad i mean dad's a good cook but he used to make liver when i was a kid and they would overcook it but i, I can't touch liver i've tried i've gone back multiple times and said i'm gonna try this i'm gonna like it and i can't even swallow a bite so because no, that's, that's
2: funny because every time i go to my grandma's house it was oh she was always trying to cram bologna sandwiches down Ooh. and i hate bologna <laughs> and, and every day I, she'd be like I'd go there every day and she'd be like, You want a bologna sandwich? And I'm like, Grandma, I don't like bologna. Uh, I'll just have peanut butter and jelly. Next day, You want a bologna sandwich? Grandma, I don't (laughs) like bologna. Stop trying to feed me your bologna. (laughs) It's like, It it was so gross. (laughs)
1: Yosef wants to know if you're going to get your ham radio license. No, No, you won't. And that's okay (laughs) because I'll always have it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're we're, we're working on it. But no, I I really doubt she ever would.
2: Yeah. No, would and you? I think that's another thing. I have PTSD. My dad had a CB radio. Yeah.
1: Meat, meat cutter, right?
2: No. Meat no Meat cutter. Yeah. Oh, he had a CB radio. And I think it traumatized me because when I was a kid, he would, like, he would offer to give my friends ride home and he would be talking on the CB radio. And it's like, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> and it was like, so I'm just like, I'm never having one of those in my car. And then when he mentioned the ham radio, I said, that's not going in the car. Yeah, she the was so thing. worried it was going to be like. this. <laughs> Yeah, it was quite funny. I was so mad because I thought he was going to put it in the car. Because <laughs> like it had, like, this ridiculous huge antenna on the top of the this caravan. And, I'm, oh, it was ridiculous. And I would, I'm i like, if you put that in the car, I said, I'm never going anywhere with you. So.
1: <laughs> My grandfather
2: was big into CB,
1: and his handle was Cookie Monster. Oh, I, there I, it I was, is. Oh, you found it? I found here, it. Here, send me the link, and I'll bring there it up. On, can you uh, – How do I do that? Hang on here. Go ahead. You, you tell you – um, Oh, is it? There we are. Uh, I don't know if anybody, I don't know if you're going to be able to see this. Hang on. The, I'm going to turn the light off on my, and then I'm going to bring me up here. Can't you send it to you? Uh, I probably could, but I got <laughs> to. Oh, that's just you. <laughs> okay. So, you know what? Just hang on here. Just a second. Yeah. Do you, um, do, do, do let's bring this back up. Sorry, guys, for everybody who's, there we are so yeah, just, um i can probably
2: screenshot it, and send
1: it yeah to send me. it yeah yeah just no just send me the link through to um to message okay yeah yeah so uh yeah so he was big into ham or into um the cb radio he was meat cutter gramps was cookie monster it was a thing in the 70s that everybody mm-hmm. got into, and even my dad would always make fun of uh cb radio he always thought it was so cheesy and everything so here we go. All right. So, if anybody has stuck with us this whole time, here here's the the money shot for you. So, uh, there is
2: that.
1: Can you see the blonde tips right there? I can just hear. I, <laughs> I, I can hear Renegade Butcher right now hitting screenshot, screenshot. He's going to have fun with yeah, this. Sure. So, this was in the hallway of my apartment when we first met, and this was the Halloween party, right? Yeah. Yeah. We I threw a Halloween party there, and we we yeah it was a good time, but. So that that was us, very young, very much. Uh, yeah. Maybe not as in love as we are now, but we not, were as in love as we could be at
2: that age. So. Yeah, and I think I'm holding Mike's.
1: My, yeah, Mike's hard lemonade yep. or something like that. So.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was you funny. look like you're
1: 12 years old. <laughs> Where the hell did those years go? Oh. I look like I've aged 40 years, and yeah, but so there you go, guys. That was it. I'll, you know what? I'll post that on Instagram. That's tonight, what kids so. do to you. Do yeah. you see that? There was hair. This is what kids do. <laughs> five years, five kids later, and this is what's left. So, yeah, did? Yeah. I went into the hardware store today, and Rod, I love him. He a great guy. You know, there's something special about your small town uh, hardware store. And oh, uh, yeah, so Becky bought me a, a hat when we were in uh, Tennessee, a couple hats, the wide brimmed hats. That uh, They're like a Tilly hat. Um, Don recommended me yeah. getting one because when we were in Tennessee, I burnt the whole top of my head to the point where it got scabby, and I'll never do that again. So I wore the hat today. I went in, and they're like, oh, what are you doing? I said, well, i got to cover up my bald head. And Rod's in his 70s and still has a luscious set oh, of Oh, yeah, hair. he's got <laughs> a lot of hair. <laughs> and I, I told the story. You know, my dad held on to a comb over for a lot of years. A lot of, He's like, oh, I'm just going to keep, you know, combing it over. And you go go in the wind, it would go, you know
2: it was like these it looked like dreads like
1: four pieces of hair that he would just <laughs> you know so eventually we talked him into buzzing his head and left it and so i said there ain't no way i'm ever going to do a comb over and so we just started buzzing it because yeah kids will do that it's like homer every time he found out Marge was pregnant more of his hair would fall out <laughs> well, <rip> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah it was yeah it was fun so yeah i'll post that on uh I, yeah that's great that it's funny because that was that was pre digital cameras. Those were those were film. Waiting yeah, for that was an actual and, picture. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's one more picture of me, and the kids on the steps of that old church. Oh, geez, yeah, I don't that's think I okay. Find we'll we'll that find one. that sometime, but there there it is in case anybody wants to see. So yeah. Yeah. So everybody, they they showed up to see Aaron's interview, and they got to see, uh, yeah. you know, you know uh, young young Tim and Becky when we were, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. <laughs> Broke as right. a joke, but madly in love, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, What do you think, Aaron? You did yep. really well. This w- <laughs> yeah, Renegade says I may have to um, may have had to slide back on the video. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> but yeah, hour and a half, and you didn't even seem like ten minutes, did it? Yeah. And you weren't nervous at okay. all, were you?
0: Oh well, I'm not gonna say that.
1: <laughs> you did. You did wonderful. Like really good. I'm proud of you. We'll uh, we'll have to get her. Maybe me, maybe me me and Becky and you and Nate could do a, a four person live stream some night. We could. Yeah. I don't know what we could talk about, but we'll have a lot of fun. So Amy said uh, great, uh, great questions and lots of stories. Stories are fun. Hey, it's, yeah. it's always fun. So, well, I, I don't know how I, I should close this out. But yeah, no, thank you guys. This was a lot of fun. I always yeah. I love reminiscing, but I'm glad that we got to get Aaron on here and get a little more comfortable. And if you yep. ever want to do it again, you can. But now I expect you to do um, another interview with somebody else. Yeah. So I can't wait to hear your interview on uh, it, doesn't matter, whatever you want to do. But I, I love hearing it because you guys are, yeah, you're awesome. And Yozik says, I can't wait to hear Aaron, Amy, and Becky do a show. Yeah, that would be yeah. fun. Yeah. You guys are great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I listened to Amy and Nicole today, their Spicy Sisters episode, and they always have a lot of fun. They, they do get a little spicy, but I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, so. But thank you, Aaron. This was a lot thank of fun. You. Yes. Yeah. So, guys, um, what do we got? Tomorrow night will be a Saturday night show. What it's going to be about yet, I'm not 100% sure. It'll probably be about the absolute circus that life has been since we came back from Tennessee. And, oh, my uh, goodness. And I'll fill you in on what's happening, where we're heading. And, uh, yeah. And then uh, Sunday night is great. I uh, Yeah, it's going to be a cool guest. I've got a former weather forecaster, and he's now a documentary filmmaker coming on. And he's he did a, a documentary called The Last House Standing. And it's all about natural disasters coming in and wiping out communities and people not being prepared for it. So it could be cool. He is from a little bit outside the prepping community. So we will see where the conversation leads, but I'm excited about bringing on new people that we haven't heard from before. So it'll be a good time. So Aaron, thank you. Thank Mrs. Toolman, you. you're as beautiful as ever. I always love you coming on the show. And guys, as always, Stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.